This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Yeah, please. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Augmented reality is the next step in human-computer interactions. Facebook is working on technology to make controlling your computer as easy as the flick of your wrist. Recently, Facebook released a video explaining its new technology. The wrist is a great starting point for us technologically because it opens up new and dynamic forms of control. This is where some of our core technologies like EMG come into play. If you send a control to your muscle saying, I want to move my finger, it starts in your brain, it goes down your spine through motor neurons and this is an electrical signal so you should be able to grab that electrical signal on the muscle and say oh okay the user wants to move the finger neural interfaces and augmented reality are the next step in human computer interactions is it possible that in 2021, humans have not discovered all the species of animals on Earth? A new map of life has been created by scientists to illustrate the places on Earth where undiscovered species are likely to be living today. Researchers from Yale University say conservative estimates suggest only 13 to 18 percent of all living species may be known at this point, although the number could be as low as 1.5 percent. Brazil, Indonesia, Indonesia, Madagascar, and Colombia are expected to contain the most undiscovered vertebrae species. Do you love using Discord? We all know it's a great way to connect with friends. Microsoft is reportedly in talks to purchase Discord for over $10 billion. But don't worry yet, it looks like Discord may go public rather than sell. So your Discord may be safe. An early copy discovered of the Ten Commandments was dismissed as a forgery, and now a new paper has been published making the case for why the text is authentic. Aydin Dershowitz, the chair of the Hebrew Bible at the University of Potsdam, Germany, said, Far from being derivative of Deuteronomy, the text is in fact Deuteronomy's ancient forebear. He argues that the story of how the text was discovered is remarkably similar to how the Dead Sea Scrolls 
scrolls were found in the 1940s. Biblical scholars say that there are flaws that could make this a modern forgery. Bigfoot, Cannabis, and Murder. Hulu's new docu-series Sasquatch explores the mystery of Bigfoot and the Emerald Triangle. Now I'm going to tell you the craziest story I've ever heard. I was working on a cannabis farm up in Northern California. I remember a guy telling me about three bodies torn to pieces. He said a Bigfoot killed those guys. A Bigfoot murdered three guys on a dope farm. Sasquatch debuts on Hulu on April 20th, also known as 420. This has been the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Broadcasting live from sunny Southern California on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, and in syndication on KFSA. This is the Rogie Report, where we talk about the topics that interest you, from UFOs to UAPs, current events, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Let's get ready to explore the unrevealed. Hello, I'm your host, Jess Rogie, and today is... Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. This is episode 9 of the Rogie Report on The Fringe FM. And I have an exciting and amazing show planned for you all tonight. Joining us in just a little bit will be Joe Roop from Lighting the Void. But first, remember to follow The Rogie Report on Twitter and Instagram. That's the R-O-G-G-E Report. And you can subscribe to The Rogie Report newsletter on therogiereport.com. And speaking of websites, I'm working on a new website. I'm really excited. I'm going to be debuting it here, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. So... Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to everyone in the Spreaker chat and everybody out there in the Discord chat. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. We got Russ, we got Michael J, we got the Elf, we got Sausalito in there. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. So it's a huge honor and privilege to introduce our guest tonight. I have a lot of respect for our next guest and honestly, without him, I wouldn't be talking to you guys here today. So, Joe Roop is the host of the late-night talk show Lighting the Void, which airs on the Fringe FM weeknights, as well as the owner and the executive of the network. As an Arkansas native for 38 years, now residing in upstate New York, he never dreamed he would be doing what he's doing today. 
After a series of -of out-of-body experiences and an esoteric curiosity that led him to studying and practicing the Western mystery traditions, he is now heard frequently on his show and as a guest on other shows like The Rogie Report and discussing the occult, consciousness, sacred sexuality, astral travel, and continues to move his mission to empower people to become explorers of consciousness, which Joe believes will be the key to our evolution and our planets. So, Joe, it's such an amazing thing you've done. I think you've brought together the best and the brightest talent together in one place, and I'm so happy to be able to call the Fringe FM my home. So let's welcome Joe Roop. How are you, Joe? (laughs) Thank you, Joe. (laughs) Oh, man. So I don't know if people know, but I figured I'd tell the little story of like how I came to be on the Fringe FM with the news so people know a little background because I don't think they know. So (laughs) I wanted to share. So I think it was back in 2019, you were looking for a guest host and um, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, but I'll say one word, Oreos, emailed me and he said, Joe Roop is looking for a guest host. He says, why don't you send your, send your, send your demo in. And so I send my demo in and then Joe contacts me and he says, you know what? I'd love for you to do the news. And so I think basically the rest is history after that. And now I'm happily on the Fringe FM this, I think, just over a year now. (gasps) Can you guys hear me? Uh Uh-oh. Shoot. Hold on. Are they not hearing me? Oh, wait. What? Um... Yes, I'm, is it, okay, I'm going to hit this button, nope, hello, hello, Hello? Sorry. Hello? Yes. Can can you guys hear me? I'm clicking on stuff here. Um, is it this one? Hello? Hello? <laughs> I'm so sorry if you guys can't hear me. Only Joe can hear me saying hello, hello. It's, okay, hold on. It's either... 
Yes, I'm on banana right now. Input. So I'm okay. Just click them all here. Here, how about this? Hello, 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 hello. Every I've clicked all of them. Anything? Can you guys hear me? Jess Rogie here. Okay. A1, A2, A3. I have, I have them all clicked. Is it not? Oh, no. Now I can't hear you. Oh, Joe. Shit. Is it here? Hello? Hello? What have I done? Hello? You messed everything up. I messed everything up. So it's not mono or... I've, I've, it's either A1, A2, A3, B1, or B2. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what you here's what you do. What can we do, take Joe? Take a break. Okay. Take a break. Okay. We're going to take a break. Yeah. There you go. Listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? You really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out bizarre processing, clips, mix multiple clips and tracks, fix and balance noise levels and perfect volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loudness measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video because everybody's doing video, branded video graphics. Mm-hmm. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio Hello? and video production needs. Enhanced. From simple podcast audio enhancement, the professional you. production staff will make it easier than yeah, to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. doesn't make sense. Well, one of them, it depends on where your outputs are going, right? Yeah. I think it's either B1 or B2. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. So I've my name is Alex everything. Jackson, and you're listening to the Fringe. Okay, FM. let me double check this. Okay, that's the microphone. If you suffered in silence is... or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick A3. to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly Why can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could did have you, did you save it? Like connect to Melfons? Those Ooh. reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be. Ne- the very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering is a that better? could be clinically described yeah, as I mean, I can't hear you. hearing well, things I mean, I don't that know aren't there. <laughs> you could be considered psychotic. Or at so best, I just loaded you're not taken seriously. Out of a growing okay, well, research, just go back to the show and we'll see. For integrative Sorry, stuff happens, don't worry about it. Should just I just stop the With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. 
This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. No well, just wait for this to finish. For PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. You're welcome. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop if shop. If y'all hear me say check. The bizarre and most of all the strange. Just say Join check and see if they can hear you. Hello, can you guys hear me? As we discuss check. Topics such as aliens, and let the, ghosts, let the delay happen and let them respond. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, I don't have a, I don't have my phone. I can listen though. And oh, we take yeah. your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, Free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. All right, we're good. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you looking for real news? Are you tired of mainstream media telling you what to think? And the agenda control controls exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Instead of listening to mainstream media, check out the Rogie Report news here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. News for the independent thinker. Welcome back to the Rogie Report. I hope you guys can hear me now. I think we've got that settled. Joining me is Joe Roop, host of Lighting the Void. And tonight, first I figured I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, um, broadcasting and how you got into broadcasting. And then I want to talk a little bit about The Fringe. And then the second segment, I want to get into some more weird paranormal stuff with you, Joe. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good to me. 
Awesome. And I'm and I'm I'm glad you you stuck through that because that's what you just went through is one of the reasons why most people don't want to do live shows because they're terrified of that stuff. But you once you once you make a mistake on the air and you're you're just like you know what the hell with it right like you can't do anything about it so you just keep bumping along and then you once you let it go things get easier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think, and then especially, like, for my first few shows, I've had some scares. I've had guests not show up. I've had technical difficulties, so I think I'm kind of used to it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. It. It's good. It's good because you'll learn stuff, man. So, I mean, if you're wondering how I got into broadcasting, it's pretty much doing, like, what you're doing. I'm self-taught, and everything that I know I'm self-taught, I taught myself. Uh, just through studying over the internet and trial and error, trial and error, screwing up over and over again, um, learning about, I don't know, just like, kind of like learning about this whole new era that's coming in. So even, even the commercial broadcasters, because of COVID, everything's moving to IP. So now, you, even if you don't go to broadcasting school, if you can study up on how to do a good radio show, you have a shot because these guys that are doing commercial radio are doing it from their house. Most of the most of the radio hosts out there aren't really going into studios anymore, so all of the stuff is moving into IP. And when we started this, uh, I was doing Lighting the Void. The first show that I heard that I actually liked was Beyond the Strange with Dave Cruz. Yes, and I I contacted Dave, and I, I the second I started talking to him, I fell in love with him. You know, and um we both kind of came up with the name. Of course, Dave helped out in the beginning and we went to a conference and stuff. And, but Dave's a family guy too. So he had to, you know, he couldn't do all of the stuff that I could do. Right. And he couldn't put all the resources that he, that I could into it, but he still wanted to be a part of it. And I'm, so Dave is always going to be like a part of the fringe FM because he was there when we created it, you know, and we had a good time too, man. We went to the Ozarks and went to the conference and set up like a, table and met like all of our heroes and ufology and stuff it was it was a trip it was really fun and then um and i really got to know dave too right so that was awesome and then things just kind of started going you know like filtering through hosts and stuff and trying to i had a vision that i wanted the station to sound like i want it to be like a real radio station i wanted it to be legitimate I wanted to, actually, I had a lot bigger vision than most people thought. I just never said anything. I wanted to grow a media empire, just to be honest with you. And I still have a vision bigger than I don't really tell people about because of the whole, ma- the whole magic stuff. So I don't, you don't like talking about it because I want it to manifest, right? The whole hermetically sealed stuff. So, I mean, now I just had a, a couple of really cool meetings today too. And there's some really big stuff coming to the Fringe FM. I think you guys are going to be surprised, shocked, actually. Um, things are still going to be changing. And so everything's happening at once. That's why people are like, why? You know, you, you hear all these replays and you hear stuff on the network and stuff don't sound right. It's because I'm still trying to get it all together because it's happening so fast, you know. Yes. But, yes. but now we got a whole... Uh, I mean, Barbara came along and then you came along and helped. Amanda came along and helped and people that really, and a lot of people like Night Stalker and everybody that had a lot of passion and drive for, for the network really started uh, helping out. Then we did the Fringe Fest and that kind of kicked it off and it's just getting bigger and bigger. By the way, you killed it. I'm doing the Fringe Fest too. That was awesome. 
Thank you. That was so fun. I was just thinking about it before the show. I was like, when we were doing the Fringe Fest, I saw you every week. Like, I made you have meetings every week with us. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but then I said, shit. Do you know how it is oh, trying to get me into a meeting, right? Uh, oh, so you don't have to worry about it. I know. Like, Joe could not get Joe <laughs> into a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Not, not fun with meetings. I'm a little, and you can ask Jess, too. I'm a little blunt, and I'm a little direct, and I can be a little too intense sometimes but i love everybody here like a family like i like they're my family and that's a fact so 100 percent. like i tell people too like before i found the french i was kind of just floating around doing my show never really sticking anywhere but once i found the fringe i found i felt like you know you created this thing that you know you brought our people together and like i found a family you know and because I think broadcasting you're by yourself, it can be very lonely. Oh, yeah. It's extremely lonely. I don't think people know that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's extremely lonely, actually. It's it's one of the... For some reason, it gets lonelier and lonelier as you go along. At least it has for me. But I've still got a lot of cool... I mean, I mean I've just met a lot of cool people, you know, so... Yeah, no, me too. And I think people don't realize like behind the scenes how lonely it gets because you do spend a heck of a lot of time behind your computer doing like doing stuff, contacting people. Um, I want so I'm not I was going to ask you about the media, but I don't want to get into it if you don't want to talk too much about it so we can move on past that. Well, what do you got? I mean, I can I tell. ask me. Know, I just wanted to know more because I know the fringe dot FM now is the fringe media company. So I just wanted to know more. Well, that, yeah, so that is actually, I can't, I don't really, there's, I don't really know how that's going to roll out because there's other people getting involved, um, you know, so I kind of thought I was either going to move to Arizona or Ooh. Florida. It looks like I might be moving out west, though. Nice, actually. come out west. It's nice out here. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see, but I don't want to give too much away. But there's some new shows coming, even daytime shows, uh, people that I know that you've probably, I guarantee you, all of you have heard of them before, um, are going to be on the network and stuff like that. Yeah, because we, like, even in just this year, you've brought in a lot of new talent and lots of new shows. It's just really exciting. Every time I check the lineup, I'm like, wow, wow, the fringe is really just growing and changing, and it's awesome, and it's awesome to be a part of. Yeah, it is, because... Uh, I, I didn't want to build like a um, another paranormal network because there's so many paranormal networks, right? Um, I wanted to build something that talked more than just. Par I love the paranormal, but there's so much to talk about besides just the paranormal that is fringe, right? There's a lot to talk about, um, and I wanted to make sure that everybody that comes onto the network. I want to design it in a way that we don't really own anybody's content and we also allow them to talk about whatever they want to talk about, right? So even if the hosts don't agree, because you'll hear like some networks, it's all just paranormal and other networks, it's spirituality and they all kind of believe the same new age stuff. I've never really wanted that. I wanted like a Christian on one show and then another person that believed in even an occultist on another show or something, right? And even politically, I want people to disagree because I don't think we're going to get down to the answers that we really need to get to without exploring different perspectives, really, and getting as far out on the fringe as we possibly can. 
100%. And I think that's just why I love the station so much. I think, I mean, I'm just excited about what you've built and just what's occurring and what's happening and what's going to happen with the station. So do you want to dive into some more weird stuff now, Joe? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So I've never got to really interview you. So I just, you know, I always ask people this and I just, it's an easy one. I want to know if you've had a paranormal experience and if you're willing to share that with us. Yeah. uh, The first paranormal experience I had was a UFO experience. Um, when I was listening to uh, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I was doing contract work for a... I mean, this was kind of like a one of those experiences that makes your heart speed up a little bit. But um, it was like 3 in the morning, dead silent. I'm out in this like rural rural area. All you could hear is maybe crickets and dogs barking. And But I got the radio on. I'm painting the house. I'm listening to this. And I like go outside to have a smoke break. And it's a beautiful night. And I look up and there's, um, I'm leaning on my truck and I look up and there's, um, just this massively bright star. It's in the middle of the sky, you know, it's like, you know how bright Venus is, right? But it was brighter than that. And it was in the middle of the sky. And I was like, what is that? You know, and I, f- I forget what question I asked. Cause I, w- I was kind of like in this meditative chilling state. And I asked a question when I looked up and it turned like a spotlight and it just went out. You know how you could see like a cop when they turn their spotlight like that and it just went out. And I thought, okay, well maybe it's a helicopter or maybe it's an airplane or maybe a cloud flew over. It was no, it was, there was no clouds, no nothing, no helicopters. It was just a light that shined in on me and then faded out and turned and faded out. It was crazy. Wow. That's not the biggest one I've ever had, but What's the biggest one, Joe? You're not going to hide that from us. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've talked about it quite a bit, but it was the, the out-of-body experience that I had that I got massively obsessed with learning how to become a ghost because I started listening to Robert Monroe's books, and um, you know, I didn't believe in it. I was listening to Art Bell at the time, and a lot of people were talking about out-of-body experience, and someone mentioned Robert Monroe, so I got his audio books. And this guy just convinced me that the out-of-body experience was real. And so I started doing his techniques night after night after night. And I was like, oh, okay, you can, you know, be awake while your body's paralyzed, right? Oh, okay, you can get into this weird vibratory state where it feels like your body's just humming, you know, like a battery or something. And then uh, eventually I kept trying the techniques while my body was vibrating and uh, also at the same time, I got into the occult and started getting into secret societies and stuff, too. I can tell you about all that. But. Yes. So I don't know which one triggered it, if it was the magic practice or if it was both or whatever. But the I mean, I was pretty much just laying on the couch. I sat up. I rolled to the side. I put my feet on the floor and I told myself, you know, dang it, man, like it didn't it didn't work. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. 
<clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only. Single item at regular price. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Again, so I was like, I'm just going to get up and go, you know, I'm just going to get up and go to get a drink. And I stood up and I turned around and there I was just laying on the couch, mouth wide open, just out, you know, and I'm like, holy crap, I did it, right? Like, I couldn't believe I did it. And the first thing I wanted to do was just get away from my body as fast as I could, because all those people say that you're, you'll, you'll go right back into your body. And I went outside and I flew around and I flew in the tree. I went kind of looked around. It was real. Like whatever you're seeing right now, that's how real it is. And it was more real than that. I didn't forget anything. It wasn't like the dream state where you wake up and you're like, oh, there's this part of this dream that I don't remember. It wasn't like that at all. I remembered all of it. It was literally, I was awake the whole time. I was aware the whole time. I, ne- I never like went into a different state of consciousness. Not like they say like when you fall asleep. I, I know it's a different state of consciousness, but I was in the upside down world, man. Like I was in the in-between for sure. Wow. So, and I know, you know, void walker is, you know, your term for your astral travel. So how often, is this something you still practice regularly, Joe? No, I should though, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I just fall flat to sleep now because I'm usually exhausted. <laughs> but no, I'm, I I need to get back into it for sure. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get into get wants to know more about astral travel, would you recommend they look at the Robert Monroe stuff? I guarantee, I recommend reading listening to, if you're like me, I would listen to Robert Monroe's books on Audible. Let let the his story really sink into your mind. The first few chapters might be a little boring because he's telling you about some factual stuff. But when he starts the story, his first out-of-body experience, and he kind of journals it all, and he takes you through his journal and all of the things that he experienced. When he starts the story, it's, um, it's like an adventure that you're going to go on with him. And once you get down into the second book or the third book, there's, it's, it's like the sky's the limit. And I became obsessed with it at that point so i the reason why i think everybody should do that is because it excites something in the mind to go for it you know what i'm saying like instead of just trying to do it if you actually listen to the stories first your mind's going to start really obsessing about it and thinking about it and then try the techniques because if you don't really want to do it i don't think you're going to have the same experience i did you may have an out-of-body experience but it won't be like the one i did because it was everything to me because I wanted to figure out, uh, do I exist outside of my body, number one, Ooh, right? Does consciousness yeah. exist outside the body? Um, and there's still some theory on that. Like a lot of people say, well, you weren't really outside your body. You were just in the conscious realm. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know because um, he talked about pinching people in his stories. And that actually happened. So, yeah, it's pretty trippy. But, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Wow, no, it just sounds so crazy. And I think it's just 
once you experience, I have not experienced that myself, but hearing about like knowing, I guess it gives you kind of a sense that your consciousness can leave your body or, you know, as you said, so it's, I don't know, it's, I'm like, can I do it? I don't know if I'm, I'm relaxed enough to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. You definitely got to get relaxed and you for sure have to be, they have a lot of techniques called wake back to sleep or wake back to sleep. In other words, you can wake yourself up at like three o'clock in the morning because your body's already relaxed. Walk around a little bit, lay back down and listen to some of the, you know, you could listen to the Monroe Institute tapes. You can listen to uh, William Buellman, anything that guides you through it. But now there's some, there's a guy that does like an hour video on explaining how to do this, where you um, wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you lay back down and then you actually go back to sleep. But when you wake back up again, your body's so charged from the rest, but you don't open your eyes. Oh, don't open your eyes. Okay. He said, you, I guarantee you, you're going to have an out of body experience every time. He guarantees it. I can't do it yet. Okay. Because when I wake up, I don't know how not to open my eyes. Oh, yeah, right. That's, that's how you wake up. Yeah. It doesn't make <laughs> sense to me, but they swear by it. Right. So they say it takes practice. I'm like I'm awake, it. but I don't, I don't open my eyes yet. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm going to try it. It sounds like it's a hard one to get used to. I do have a question. I have two questions from the elf in the chat for you, Joe. He says, have you tried remote viewing? Uh, a couple of times. Um, I haven't really got that big into it yet because, honestly, I think remote viewing is awesome. But I'm, st I'm just obsessed with becoming a ghost. <laughs> right now for right now i mean remote viewing is just in your you know because remote viewing is like getting into a meditative state and talking about what you see and all that stuff you never really travel or explore but your consciousness does view things at, at a distance or whatever whatever you're trying to view i think that's cool i'll probably practice it one day but right now i'm trying to work on this magic trick of becoming a ghost first maybe i should do it the other way around Ooh. i don't know I have I don't know if you've seen this but if you want to try it there's a great app on the uh, App Store that's a remote viewing app and it drops two targets and then it has you like draw or put your impressions and then the next day it releases what the images are. So it's a lot oh, of yeah, fun you should get, try that. Yeah, you get rated on it like based on your um on your accuracy. I like it. I have a lot of fun with it. I do it from time to time. The more I do it, the more accurate it seems, but the less I do it, the more I'm not so good at it but it's fun to try so yeah absolutely elf says do you think it's the same as an out-of-body obe obe out-of-body yeah. experience out-of-body experience no i do not not one bit nice. not one bit no no because i've uh, people that have explained the out-of-body experience and people that have had uh out-of-body experiences that have also done remote viewing the difference is very clear, right? So when you have like an out-of-body experience, you can leave your body, look at your body, you know, actually move around in the room that you're in, supposedly, right? Yeah. So we don't know if you're actually moving around in the room or if your mind is mapping it out or if reality and what your mind maps out is the same thing. We don't know. But, uh, but with remote viewing, you don't have to like go into any type of different unconscious state you can just get into a, a kind of a trance state or so to speak you never have to go through any vibratory states or peel yourself out of your body or anything like that you can just 
have the vision of what you're trying to target. So it's, it's completely different. I think it's, they're both, I think remote viewing is more psychic kind mm-hmm. of when you're working with psychic stuff and out of body experiences working with a different state of consciousness. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Have you ever, and I've probably heard you answer this before, but I want to ask you, have you seen other people astral traveling while you're out of body? I didn't see anybody. Okay. When the first time I did it, I didn't see anything. But what I do know is like after listening to Robert Monroe's books, this guy knows more about the subject than anybody that ever will be alive on the face of the earth besides maybe Robert Bruce or William Buhlman. And when these guys get got done with this stuff, they have more questions than they do answers, you know? So I don't, when people start telling me they know this or know that or whatever about it, I, I'm, I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you know all that stuff, but I, I'm not so sure, you know, so maybe some people do know, but I just don't think, I think there's a lot more questions than there are real answers. No, 100%. Let's see. Sausalito Media says, I think there's also a sense of feeling yourself moving through space in an OBE. I don't. Yeah, right. Exactly. He says, I don't know about remote viewing, but, but I have a feeling, but that feeling is a big part of how I know I'm having an OBE, he says. Very cool. No, see that I got to try it, but we've got, we're coming close to 20 minutes left, Joe. I want to get a little bit into secret societies if possible. Yeah, sure. Tell me, tell me what you know, Joe. Oh, okay. Well, um, I got into, uh, first thing I ever got into was Freemasonry because I, I started reading Manly P. Hall. I got into, uh, questions about, I, I really fell in love with the Western tradition, right? I just fell in love with all of its teachings, everything that I read started asking questions around in my family only to come find out that I have several family members that are Masons, right? They just kind of waiting around for me to like, um, talk about it. And so this is kind of weird too, because you hear on a lot of these radio shows that people are like, yeah, the Masons contacted me and asked me to join and stuff like that. And real Freemasons don't go around and try to recruit people. No, most of the time you just go like, you go and start talking to them. They may say something about it, but they're not like recruiters, right? Yeah. Not the ones where I'm from anyways. And we're talking about three letter Southern Masons or, you know, Albert Pike type people. But I got involved with that and learned some really cool stuff about the Western tradition. Also learned a lot of, uh, what, what the symbolism and the tools and everything means. And basically long story short, uh, Freemasonry is really all about, and you'll find that if you study this enough, all of the Western secret societies are teaching uh, the Hermetic Kabbalah. They're teaching the Tree of Life. They're teaching this glyph that is how to explore consciousness, basically, how you can explore consciousness, how you can learn all these different aspects of yourself and the universe, and it's all based on this uh, Tree of Life and alchemy. So you got yeah, then what the deeper you get into it, then you got astrology, the Hebrew language, you know, you got alchemy and then um if you keep going. But Freemasonry only has three degrees and most Western uh systems are based on three degrees, period. Even Scottish Rite, they have thirty something degrees, but you'll never be higher than a third degree because there's three steps to initiation, basically. Um I that wasn't good enough for me because Freemasonry right, Masonry is kinda like churchy. Oh. You had to, you know, it was, I mean, it, this is the Southern side of it, by the way. So they teach you 
that as long as you believe in a higher power and you're a man of your own free will and that you can become a Mason and you can learn uh, the secrets to a lot of this stuff. But really what you learn is, is there's a God and you have a spirit and there's this thing called the tree of life that helps you explore your spirit. If that's, if that's, that's really all the gist I don't learn from me Freemasonry besides how to be a better man, how to use my energy properly priorities and all that stuff. It's like, spiritual boy scouts for grown men that's what it's supposed to be but in the south it turns into you know a lot of times it's just about the meetings and what they're going to do in the community and it's a lot of old man political stuff and then even in the even in the uh, state lodges some of the stuff was just really old to me like they wouldn't allow prince hall masonry in my state which is was really bad to me like that's kind of prejudiced right so in Prince Hall Masonry was came from uh black the black people that started masonry. They had their own sect called Prince Hall Masonry and they're legitimate masons, right? Prince Hall was a legitimate mason. And everything I read about it was it was legitimate. So to hear people in my state talking about how they don't accept them as Freemasons, I was like, Well, this is kind of stupid. And then uh then you get in all to this like all this bickering back and forth. Well, this is a clandestine lodge and that's not real Freemasonry and blah, 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 blah. And so I finally was like, you know what? This, I didn't come here to learn what's real and what's not and who's got what lineage to what lodge and all this stuff. I came here to explore who I am and why we're here, you know? So I just kind of dove deeper into the occult and ended up into Rosicrucian studies and then ended up studying like the golden dawn and magic and stuff like that. And come to find out at the highest level of Freemasonry, those guys, you know, they do that. They do some of that stuff anyways. Uh, they have a Rosicrucian society in regular Freemasonry, but you got to go through all kinds of hoops to get there. Um, do I, well, wow. are you muted? I'm, I know yeah, I'm, not crazy. I'm like, I'm like, wow, Joe, like I kind of knew that you had some associations with some, some secret societies, but I didn't know it was all that. So I'm like, wow, what? Like, I'm not familiar with, um, like the Rosicrucians at all. Can you tell me a little bit just cause I don't know. Well, the Rosicrucians go all the way back to the Elizabethan times, you know, but, uh, there was this, um, magician called John D who brought in these, uh, I mean, it goes back a little further than that, but it's a long story. But okay. he brought in these uh, he brought in these uh, angels using the Enochian language between him and Edward Kelly, and it was based on uh, the uh, the revelations and all kinds of stuff. Basically, the guy was trying to bring in angels. He was trying to bring in the apocalypse, you know. But what ended up happening through all of these different societies is that people started learning that hey, these these elemental forces are real. The elements are real. These planetary forces are real. This tree of life that the, the Hebrews and that used to explore consciousness is real. It, ex- it exists like you can use it as a tool to explore. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items like <gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, Crispy Nugs, Crispy Nugs, Strawberry Lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, Nugs, Nugs, Sam, Sam. Pick what you want at a price you want. 
<clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. For the universe. Um, and, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along with it, like how it's all about, you know, death, rebirth, resurrection, the cycles of life, polarity, sacred sexuality, the hermetic principles. There are fundamental laws in the universe. In other words, everybody thinks that we're in this like planet earth and somewhere there's a heaven and somewhere there's a hell. But what's really going on is this whole place is run on some real laws, you know, that we need to realize that that's there. Those planets aren't just floating around for any reason. Those scientists can explain the planets and they can explain them scientifically, but there's a spiritual reason for those uh, planets too. Just like science can explain the moon and why it does what it does. But there's a spiritual reason for that moon to be there, too. So we learn that every exoteric and everything that's in physical reality also has uh, a working in the spiritual realm, too. Which makes a lot and a lot of sense. Like, so what what do you like? What intrigues you the most about just the whole like consciousness aspect of humanity? Well, be, well, because I think I think what intrigues me the most about it is no matter who I talk to, and we're talking about honest truth seekers here, it doesn't matter how educated they are, it doesn't matter how intelligent they are, it doesn't matter how much money they have, what life experience they went through that you didn't, whatever. If they're truth, truth, really honest with you, they don't know the answers either. Yeah, so they don't know what they can't, they don't really know what happens after you die. They have a good uh, a hint. They've had some experiences. They've read books. Some people base a belief based off of everything that kind of works for them, you know. But the truly honest people out there don't really know. They have theories, you know. That's true. Um, so even if you have an out of body experience, the way my mind works is. Does that really mean that, you know, like I'm going to live after I'm dead? Or does that mean that I have this other like part of myself that's alive while I'm alive? So I don't think just because one thing happens when you explore consciousness that it answers everything. I think there's I think there's a lot to explore there. A lot. You know? and I think and it's like, I don't know, like the regular mainstream society hasn't even really started to or barely, I guess, starting to dive into that. Um, mm-hmm. What I can tell you, though, that I know for sure is um, the only thing that I know for sure, and I don't know what you call it, okay? Like Jung called this, Carl Jung, the famous psychologist, he called this place where all our minds are connected, the collective unconscious. A lot of occultists like Dion Fortune, Aleister Crowley, you name it, Israel Regardi, they call this place the astral realm. Um. There's other people that call it heavens. There's religions call it. There's a name for it and everything. There is a place that exists where we all are connected consciously, where thoughts like you can have an emotion and and it'll like manifest instantly at some kind of weird place. Like, I guess the upside down (laughs) where thoughts, ideas, symbols, emotions, 
everything that kind of exists and has its place in the physical realm in this place, it's kind of just like all over the place and it's working its way down into physical reality. Right. And so I know that that place exists. I don't know what to call it. I can't prove it to you, but I can tell you that I've been there. Right. So that's all I know. No, that's really cool. And I can't, I can't wait to give it a shot myself. I do have some questions for you, Joe, and they're kind of, I guess, similar or in the same vein. The elf says, do you think that UFOs are spiritual? I th- I think there's a really good chance that a lot of UFOs that we saw are spiritual. I mean, based on the studies of the Merkaba that I've studied, these light light bodies that are supposedly you could develop. Every religion talks about uh, some type of different body or a different thing that you're becoming. Uh, and uh, the occult and the esoteric, there's a lot of talk about the six-pointed star, um, the Merkaba, a th- pretty much like a vehicle that you can create to travel the stars. And even have even also been told that that's exactly what we're here to do is become something more than human so we can travel through starlight. Um, so I think that maybe there have been beings like some of the stuff like the Phoenix lights and a couple of other things that you see where mm-hmm. these UFOs just show up and then they just disappear could could very well be spiritual. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, right? Um, I I think based on the the based on what I've read about the out of body experience with Robert Monroe and William Buellman and Robert Bruce, I definitely think that there are advanced beings and they very well could be human, mm-hmm. even humans that are here for all we know that have learned how to do this. And they're, they're UFOs. 100%. I, 100%. So I guess that kind of leads already into the next question. Michael J says, how do ETs work into this? So that kind of answered that. I I mean, I don't know. I've never, I haven't had a lot of experiences with ET, honestly. Uh, I haven't ever seen a gray alien. Uh, I've had a couple of dreams where I thought I was on a table once being messed with, but kind of in and out. But that's when I was a kid, you know? Mm. Um, I saw some really lanky shadow beings walking across my bedroom wall once that I, either they were in the backyard or they were shadow beings in my bedroom. I don't know. (laughs) But other than that, I've never ran into an alien, saw one or anything. So I don't know. But what I do know is, is that the famous, uh, Whitley Strieber, I talked to him about it. The first time he came on the show, I talked to him about this, this thing. And the second time he came on. Uh, he talked about it too, but more and more as you talk to Whitley, you know, back when he did, uh, what was it? Communion or something like that. Isn't that what he called it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a, a like, a, like this horrific experience that happened to him back when he was on Art bell, but the older he got the and he went to the Monroe Institute. You just keep in mind that Whitley Strieber, a guy that was all about aliens, what everybody thought ended up going to the Monroe Institute and having out-of-body experiences. So he's starting to believe that more and more that there's a direct connection between the two. Interesting. I'm just going to take his word for it until I have that experience. I couldn't tell you, you know? 
Yeah, no. Um, I think I thank God that I have not seen a gray alien because that's not something I want to see in my bedroom at all, or even just right. Yeah, it wouldn't now. be fun, would it? Like, no. it kind of. I don't think it would be very, very fun. It'd be kind of scary. Have you seen the movie Communion? No, there's a movie about there's it. I need a, to watch that. There's a movie, and it's great because Christopher Walken plays Whitley Strieber. Get out of here! It is freaking awesome joe you have to find it online it is <laughs> yeah i gotta watch that you that's pretty to cool it. he's totally christopher walkening willie <laughs> streber it's hilarious and yeah just, all right I, I can't even i don't even want to spoil any of it for you but just even if you're bored it keeps getting better and watch it till the end i have to tell everybody watch that movie <laughs> sure yeah yeah i'll definitely watch that so i'll watch he, i'll definitely watch that you have to watch it, Joe. It's hilarious. It's not hilarious, but it's hilarious to see Whitley or, or Christopher Walken do Whitley Strieber. Playing Whitley Strieber? Yeah, that yeah. sounds like something I have to do. You do. I'm and definitely going to do that. Not that I want to spoil it, but there is a great dance scene with the aliens. A and dance scene? There's a dance scene with the aliens and Christopher Walken. What am I? What is going on? Is this like a joke? Is no, it a movie or it's, it's, it's like a joking end, movie? No, it's a hundred percent based on the book. <laughs> okay, all right. But this, uh, I, can't, I don't want to give it away. But the end scene is—I I think he's supposed. No, that's the end of the movie. I just gave it away. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Don't don't give it away <laughs> okay, for sure. No, I'm gonna stop now. So we have a few minutes left, and I just want to know, Joe, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. I would have to say. Hmm. It's a toss-up between the Fifth Element and probably the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I would think. I think. I think the Fifth Element's probably my favorite movie because I'm more into the magical side of stuff, and the Fifth Element hides so much truth of magic in that movie and occultism. It's like it. It talks about the elementals talks about the the lineage back to egypt it has uh sacred sexuality in there how to balance the body and the kundalini force how love conquers evil it has everything that the western mystery and, and even eastern mysteries teach all in that story and even the symbols of the characters represent certain things like if you think about it right like the one of the fathers of occultism is henry cornelius agrippa and he wrote the uh, occult philosophy, which is w- uh, what a lot of magic, the, f- the philosophies of magic are based off of, are off of Henry Cornelius Agrippa. And what was the priest's name of that movie? Oh. Cornelius, right? Oh, shoot. So yeah. a lineage that goes back, you know, to the ultimate, the ultimate being, which is the Shekinah or the female or the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it. It's the feminine force. It meets the male force, but first you have to balance the elements in the body to get, to, to get the love for it to work properly, to get the light body, to stop evil. And even the, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I forget the blue woman in there that was dancing. Oh, what's her name? Oh, the, the singing lady, right? The singing alien? Yeah, her name oh, kind of goes with the moon. And where are they at? Like Flossed in Paradise. So it's yes. kind of like it's kind of like they're like the moon going around the earth. And it's a whole kind of like lunar symbolism of what's going on there. How you have to break that. Um, you have to break that barrier of consciousness that the moon has to get to your solar force that Corbin Dallas and Lilu get to in the end. 
you know. Now you know what you made me. You made me want to watch The Fifth Element later. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it's a good movie. I love that movie. I haven't watched it. And what ages. is The Fifth Element? Think about it. The Fifth Element. It gives the the name of the movie gives it away. So the pinnacle. When you look at the pinnacle in occultism, each element is at each point: earth, air, fire, water. Earth, air, fire, water. The one at the top is the fifth element of spirit. That's the light force. That's body. That's where the two forces come together. You got male, female, the opposite forces come together, love, spirit. That's the fifth element. So they named the movie, the fifth element, the Supreme being, right? So good. So perfect. Well, Joe, I think we're running out of time. So I, I mean, not that people don't know where to find you, but where can they find you? Uh, lighting the void.com and fringe.fm. And if you like, unless if you're looking to do a podcast or you want production services of any type, whether it's either website to audio, then you can go to the old website, which is thefringe.fm, and you can email me at contact at lighting the void, and then just look up Joe Roop on any social media platform. You'll see my mug there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe, and I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight on the Rogie Report, and I think next week we're actually going to have Frank Milburn back, so fingers crossed that that works. So thank you guys, every thank you so much, and remember to follow me on social media, and we'll catch you next week. Stay tuned next for Troubled Minds with Michael Strange. <laughs>